What's popping, you guys? It's your girl SJ, and I'm here with my homie Jeff. <laughs> and together we are the Popcorn Patrol podcast. Uh, we have a good show for you coming up this week. Uh, so sit back for half an hour or so and enjoy. <laughs> back guys this week we have a movie for you it's called oppenheimer oppenheimer but before we get into that i just want to see how your day was your week was going jeff i just want to check in how's everything going are we good it's uh it's it's november so we're doing war movies ish like military war veteran themed movies and no, it's uh, my week's been good and nothing new here. Right. Yeah, I guess it's a countdown. You know, we start shopping for Christmas and doing all that fun stuff. Um, you know, I've already little... been playing Christmas music. Right. I got to send you my uh, my hits there. Oh, yeah. Um, I recorded some christmas music so i promised jeff i would send it over to him let's get into this movie jeff do you have any facts about oppenheimer it's still in theaters right now is that correct uh yeah kind of not no i think it's you can rent you can rent it on street because that's finally done i think it's finally done its run okay so it was released this year in 2023 at a budget of a hundred million dollars, and it it's brought in 945 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan is the director, and yep. he also wrote it with Kai Bird and Martin Sherwin, and it stars Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon. This movie is chocked full of stars. Robert. Oh Dan- my God! The 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 star power in this movie is um, unreal. Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to say like Josh Hartnett's in this movie. I know. And I haven't seen him in like anything since like, you know, I don't know what teen movies like he like he he hasn't been in a lot of stuff that I've seen. So my favorite Josh Hartnett movie is 40 Days of Night. Yes. Yes. That's the one I remember him from. If you're not in this movie, then you're not a legit Hollywood star. Listen. I know exactly. I watched the first 10 minutes and let me tell you, Jeff, I knew exactly what they were trying to do right down to the score of the music. I said, uh, you know, I think my notes were this movie is first 10 minutes is very slow, very boring, very dry. The score is good. The actors are terrific. The caliber of actors in this movie. Phenomenal. the actual acting in this movie great you know but this movie I was like this is Oscar bait for sure like someone made like Christopher Nolan wrote this movie he's like yeah we're gonna get an Oscar for this I know I got this in a bag so you could get a best picture one for this you could get uh you could get actor uh, a lot of actors lead actor you can get Robert Downey Jr best supporting actor best original score uh, you like, and this movie takes place throughout the like thirties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. So I mean, you got uh, like uh, the award for what is it like costume and all that stuff. Like, 
Yeah. So let me give you a rundown on the synopsis here. Um, During the World War II, uh, Lieutenant General Leslie Groves Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on the top secret Manhattan Project. Um, Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing an atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion, forever changing the course of history as we know it. Um, Let's get into the popcorn paradise of this movie. What are some stuff you liked about this movie, Jeff? I don't, I don't know. You don't I liked, know. I liked this movie, but I don't know what I liked about it. My okay. overall feeling of this movie was, wow, that was a really good movie. But I spent most of my time thinking, when is this movie going to start? Like most of the, I'm just like, all right, when, okay, I'm waiting. Like it had, it was apparently amazing at the box office and I'm waiting for it to start. And I loved it when I, when I was done the movie, I was like, Hey, that was a great movie. But the whole time I'm like, okay when, when's this gonna start like where it's jumping all over the place just yeah chaotic mess like we'll talk and, about that too it's just like yeah but the cl- okay um, so when they when they when they show oppenheimer they kind of have these flashbacks to where they're in his head and the stuff going on in his head and you'll see like puddles and like flashbacks and memories and like things he's thinking about generally and it's very abstract you know um so I thought that was well executed it was a little confusing but the way they present it was uh presented it was very artful artfully done um and I knew what they were trying to do um the actors also in this movie as we we spoke about before are top notch so I appreciated that um could they, I mean, a lot of the uh, the supporting roles could have been played by anybody, really, but um, there were definitely some standout uh, roles. You know, Cillian Murphy, like you said, did an amazing job. Robert Downey Jr. Emily Blunt. I, you know, to, to be honest, I thought she deserved a lot more attention than she got in this movie. I thought... Um, you know, her role in it uh, was well played for sure. So I enjoyed her performance as well. Um, you know, and I, I go back to Cillian Murphy, like when he was, you know, they go back into his brain and they show you all the stuff going on in there, you know, very um, artfully done, <laughs> like I mentioned before. But imagine having a brain that complicated like, listen, I can barely remember like yesterday and, and the, this guy is like, you know, imagining stars and equations and how everything works and just like picking everything apart. I, I can't even imagine having a brain like that. I mean, you know, and often you, you see people who are like that and you think, wow, um, amazing right but here we see like Cillian Murphy's character Oppenheimer you see he's like this right but he's a mess of a person yeah he he has like a couple of babies 
and some girl for some side chicks some hoes in different airy codes like that, that was one thing i noticed about this movie is everybody got around you know yeah. he's, he's kind of hanging out with emily blunt's character before they end up getting married and she's talking about her current husband and then a previous husband died and he's like oh well you know what was your first husband like and she's like he wasn't even my first husband that was my second husband my first husband was this and it was like well you've already been married three times and yeah they they're getting it in they're you're putting gonna get in time. To this guy and you know and same with him like you see him with you know two or three other girls and mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. yeah most of the characters got around pretty good in this movie you know uh one thing for popcorn paradise that i liked is the scene where they handed over the baby yeah it's sad and you'd obviously no one wants to be in that situation but the fact that he recognized that they were not mature enough to handle taking care of a child mm -hmm. um you know it speaks volumes for sure and and rightly so like i do believe that if you cannot care for your child that you need to be able to find someone who can care for your child yep. because you know children need that kind of stability and support yep. so you know he was lucky that he had a friend that was able to take the child now that being said i mean where was the child for the rest of the movie we don't hear about that child ever again so there's a scene Either. after that where celia murphy and emily blunt are in a car with the kid Mm -hmm. um but so i don't know if they adopted the kid or if they just um, took him back took him for a couple like he was on he was on loan or, to the yeah, friend and the friend was like here Tying you can out. have him back yeah. like yeah. it was just a little weird a little odd um their odd scene too uh when they're they're uh so i guess the whole time when they're in this little room and they're questioning all these people they're doing an investigation into whether or not he should get security clearance. Right. So I, I guess this is like a character. These are character witnesses to yeah. talk about, about him. And there's one in situation in there where they're questioning him about a past relationship. And he's talking about uh, not having connections with communists and when he left, he went back to his girlfriend that was a communist and, you know, they, they hooked up one more time. And as he's explaining the story, the scene of them having their sex scene is happening in that room. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was interesting because he's explaining it. It's happening in the room where he's getting questioned and she's staring at the wife. Right. Right. While this is happening. Yeah. So it was a really interesting visual, not because there was nudity, but it was a very interesting visual. And well, it was come up a little scene. out of place, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't expecting it. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, weird. But um, like I get what they were trying to do, but to be honest with you, that okay, let's go. Can we get into our popcorn prison or do you Absolutely. have more? Okay. Absolutely. Listen. Like listen. I said, I don't know what I liked about it. <laughs> The sex scenes in this movie was so dry. It might as well not have been, even been in there. Like the girl he was having the affair with, like, why was she even there? I think um, the actress. Yep. Florence um, Pugh. Florence Pugh. Um, listen, unnecessary. Didn't care. She don't 
she don't make no difference yeah so when i saw her in that scene and she's you know they're getting it on in like in his head obviously it's in his head he's remembering recalling what what went on um it was just out of place for me and and really not needed i think they could have cut out a lot of time if they just left the sex scenes out there was no point it's pointless well, this movie um, was a three-hour movie to begin with. They could have this, easily... This movie was a three-hour uh, movie, and they could have easily left a lot of stuff out in this movie. Like, it, the, there was unnecessary stuff, and, like, the shots, some of the shots, like, the scene where they detonate everything, they spent, like, I don't know, five minutes... I don't know and the buildup was just so long like just why why are we prolonging this it doesn't need to be long and like another thing is is like I didn't feel anything for any of these characters except for Emily Blunt like I didn't give a crap I was like okay these are just like military people um that are you know kind of stuck in a political battle I I didn't I wasn't feeling it to be honest with you I was a little disappointed because for three hours like I had to sit there and watch this movie and that's three hours my life can't get back and see it's okay if it's like an hour or an hour and a half like Friday the 13th but when you're like sitting down to watch a three-hour movie it has to be entertaining. This movie is, I feel, in my personal opinion, is made for a certain niche uh, audience. Listen, I saw it described on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the reviews said it's for the intellectual viewer or something. And I was like, I must be dumb as rocks because I was not feeling this movie whatsoever. Yeah, a lot of this movie could have been cut down. It didn't need to be three hours. We could have we could have easily went like two hours and a half, maybe at max. I think what part of the problem for me was, like I said, I liked this movie. I left the movie thinking, hey, I really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem with me was this was it was almost like they couldn't pick what they wanted to do. Either tell the story of right. how they made the atom bomb, come up with the idea, they planned it, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or do the trial of how right there was a lot of back and forth wasn't there there was like this they did this thing by okay we're gonna do the trial and how we're gonna make the trial uh how we're gonna give a content of the trial is by showing you the story but there was a lot of times where well the part that is happening now so like for example there there's there's the part where they're in the room and they're killing yeah. him and doing like this character reference thing on him. And right. a lot of the story isn't applicable to that. So I'm not right. sure why they would show some of those scenes. But then there's the other part where they're doing this trial thing where they have Strauss uh, set it up and it's like a board of associates or whatever. And they're, I don't even know what the point of that is. They're taking testimonies from other people. It was like this. Yeah, it was just weird and it was a cluster and, F. Like yeah. there there was a lot going on and it wasn't clear. Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't um set up in a clear way so that the viewer who knows nothing about Oppenheimer, like or war or politics, like it was set up 
for a certain certain people who understand that world and I'm not one of those people so like for me it just went over my head didn't care but it, it just didn't miss it missed the mark for me uh this movie is dry boring found it pretentious three hours of my life I want back I I don't know what else to say and I just didn't like it this this is a no for me so with that I guess my popcorn rating would be that this is a a small a petite all right yeah enough sorry i don't like it how about you what do you got um i'm going with the large i enjoyed this movie i know i i know i didn't have a lot of positive things to say about this movie but i i left the end of this movie and it was a good experience i feel like I felt like I learned something. Uh, I felt like um, it was, I don't know. Enlightenment isn't a, isn't maybe necessarily the best word to describe it, but okay. uh, I, I just thought it was a beautiful story, but I guess, sure it had its problems. Um, I liked that. They, they really showed the struggle of him making the bomb, but also yeah. showing uh like i said the struggle of him knowing the consequences of this bomb like when they detonate this in -hmm. some other place that it's going to kill people it's going to burn people people are going to a lot of people are going to die and to see him struggle like that and to have these panic attacks uh i thought that was some good storytelling yeah i mean i i tend to agree with you on that last part only um you know they did a good job at illustrating that he was struggling with it towards the ending and it did pick up a little bit towards the ending let's talk rdj because honestly he was good in this movie and probably the only thing that saved any of it for me is is rdj like at the end when he you know he was in the trials and you know they're kind of going back and forth yeah you definitely see he plays like a large role in in the whole thing for Oppenheimer right so no I I enjoyed his performance as well like I said actors are top caliber in this movie I have an issue with Robert Downey Jr. in this movie and it's a personal issue wait hold on is it because he wasn't wearing his Iron Man costume well it's not it's related to that but it's not that specific thing okay when he was doing the media tour for this Mm -hmm. he had Mm -hmm. made a comment that he this movie made him realize that uh playing the role of iron man ruined his acting and it was a comment to it was a comment that i feel like if you were to plan on coming back as iron man that you wouldn't make that comment you wouldn't make a comment like that sure you could feel like that and let me tell you, near the end, he was making sixty million uh, sure. for sure. from from Disney to do those Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and so you know that's a lot of money to go back and 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 you know play a character kind of. that you have played really well. But to make that comment, it makes me feel like he's he said his goodbye to the character. He doesn't plan on coming back. And that's 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 just what hurts me inside. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man yeah. is my favorite. 
Yeah, it's a favorite good one. superhero. Robert Downey Jr. plays him without even having to play him. He just that's the kind of that's, that's, person that's, is in real yeah. life. Yeah, and, and correct so me if I'm wrong. He's like one of the first marvel movies right iron man was like one of the, the first first one the yeah, first, like big one sorry it's the first um, so iron man disney one iron man one is the first movie in the the marvel cinematic universe right the other movies like the x-men movies and the spider-man movies they all came out before that one but they were not considered part of that universe they, no they were they universe. were a different direction and, they weren't disney um, they weren't Disney, I don't yeah. think. Well, Iron Man wasn't Disney either. Neither was Thor or Captain America. Oh, really? They didn't I buy. I thought they were Disney produced. They didn't. They didn't buy. Disney didn't buy Marvel Studios until I believe it was right before the first Avengers movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I digress. We're talking about Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, guys. For me, this is going to be a. I mean, you could watch it if you have three hours to kill, um, play it in the background. I don't know. This is kind of movie, if like I was sick and I didn't want to pay attention to something, but I want to watch something, I would just put it on and fall asleep. Like, it's like when I was back in uh, university and I took psychology, I would open the textbook and just be like, bam, yeah. like in my book. So this is kind of one of those for me. It's a sleeper for me. How about yeah uh yeah for me it, it's a can't miss movie you got to watch it once it's an experience it's worth it i enjoyed the movie and i probably won't watch it again not because i didn't enjoy it but you i mean a lot of those movies you only watch once right like it's got to be a special magical movie to watch more than once yeah or it's, it's got to like be Schindler, a creature comfort it's like schindler's list or something yeah. right like you watch schindler's list but let me tell you schindler's list was way better than this movie so i mean we should have done that one but um I've never seen it so i can't comment it's good uh anyways i just wanted to you know how i like to end these things off jeff yep you know what's coming next yeah <laughs> run <laughs> run and hide <laughs> run away yeah, take cover. It's, it's the mom joke of the uh -huh. day oh yeah um listen what do hungry marines eat rations sub sandwiches so, okay all right submarine sandwiches uh-huh yeah, marines yeah that's a that's a joke and they're good so yeah. what, one day i will get you it's gonna be good yeah it's gotta be good to get me so <laughs> i'll be waiting well you know don't worry it's gonna be good yeah I got, i'm sure i can feel in my bones what is coming one it's... one joke that's all i need people okay Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Jeff, tell them where you could find us. We're on YouTube, Spotify. That's where we host our podcast. And like, subscribe, leave a comment. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, if you loved it, then tell a friend. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, all of the social media platforms. We don't yeah. post on all the all your... time, but TikTok, right. um, yeah. Tell your friend and then tell your friend to tell your 
other friend, tell their friend to come and watch us and like, and subscribe because we, we really appreciate it. And keep telling your friends until eventually you have a friend that tells you. Yeah. Make it come like full circle, you know, like, yeah. Then, you know, you're doing it right. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a great week. We hope you have a great week and uh, popcorn patrol out.